Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There are a couple of these cliche narratives out there that you always hear the gurus tout, like, oh, I mean, storytelling is one of them. Oh, just just document your content, document your life, tell your story, tell your story, tell your story. Uh, and also um, how easy it is, you know, to make money online or to make you know passive income or supplemental income or, you know, side hustles on nights and weekends. And you can uh, sell digital products and do things online and yada, yada, yada. I'll even add a third one. Um, you know, if you master your mind, anyone can, can master their own mind. And once you do, then it opens up so many doors of opportunity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And here's the problem. You hear all these gurus talk about it and how if you just do, like everybody can just do all of those things, all three of those things, but none of them talk about the how, like how you actually do it on day one, step one. Well, that changes today. What's up, storytellers? Welcome back to the Storytelling Lab. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and this is episode 125. And today, my guest is Robbie Cornelius. Robbie helps people do all of those things. His tagline is, he helps you master your mind and make money online. Now, Robbie is a friend of mine. I say friend, but I've, I've only actually known him uh, for a few months. We met at the end of last year of 2022 through a mutual friend who I was on his show. And I think... I think he just knew, Joe is the guy's name, uh, Joe Ingram, I think he just knew that we would hit it off, and we did, like immediately, uh, we got on a text and then got on a call and talked for like 30 to 60 minutes the first time we ever did and just hit it off, then Christmas came and I went out of the country for January, so it's been a while since I reached out to him and I was just, I was just like, man you know, a few weeks ago, let me get Robbie on, on the podcast because what he does is he completely tells his story every day on social media his tiktok uh, following is is very large and he's got a good following on on many of his social channels but that's because he doesn't just talk about this high level theory he shows you the actual roadmap of all the things that he does to achieve these things to master his mind he's huge into meditation to create content consistently he just he executes and and publishes 
every single day on all platforms. It's so impressive. And to make money online. Now, if you don't follow these guidelines and these steps that he gives you, that's on you. But you can't say it's because he talks about the why and the what and never the how. So I, I sent him an email, and we talk about this right at the beginning of the of the conversation. You'll hear I sent him an email like, hey, man, when you want to be on the show this year? And I didn't even like hear back yes I don't think I just got the like booking link where it's like Robbie Cornelius has booked your show so we had a blast together he's got such a great personality such great energy and he even talks about how he shows up with high level energy every day now he comes from a background where things were challenging for him growing up He, he grew up poor and at some point in his life he knew he didn't want to he knew he had to make a change and ever since then, he, he has had a mindset shift and he constantly pursues excellence and is a down to earth person, family man. And honestly, he's he's one of those people who just gives out knowledge for people to help them in a genuine way. And it's helped me already. So I think it's going to help you a lot, too. So here is my conversation with Robbie Cornelius, and I hope that you love it. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, award-winning filmmaker and writer, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Tuesday morning, I send out a quick storytelling tip to my newsletter subscribers. I show you techniques I've learned along my journey and used in my own stories, as well as those of my clients. But most importantly, I leave you with tangible takeaways that you can apply to your brand storytelling immediately. Oh, well, actually, more importantly than that, it's free. If this would help you, sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. I know a lot of the listeners to the show are public speakers or they want to become public speakers, but the problem that many experienced and aspiring professional speakers face is that they simply don't have the time to grow their business the way they would like. And look, I get it. I've been there. Maybe you're there right now. That's why I started using the team at Virtual Campfires to provide me with leads to events and conferences that are a good fit for my message. So they send me all the relevant details I need to immediately reach out and start a conversation with those decision makers. And they've worked with hundreds of speakers to provide tens of thousands of event leads, and it's easy to see why. Outsourcing this time-consuming step has saved me hours and hours of scanning Google and lets me go faster towards my goal of more events, more audiences, and more impact. All you need to do is email leads at virtualcampfires.com to see how their lead subscription business can help you the same way it's helped me. Again, that's leads at virtualcampfires.com. Let them help you tell more great stories and get paid for it. Robbie, welcome finally, my friend, to the yes. Storytelling Lab. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that I got the invite. I'm happy that... <laughs> You can tell when I'm happy about something because I like jump on it immediately. So I was like, "You did." I That's saw your name. So I'm like, 
open email and I don't open emails that much. I oh, I saw your name, open email. Oh, let's do it. Boom. I can't tell you how much that that means and uh I you know I feel the same way. I was just telling you before we before we went live. Um we got introduced, you know, by a mutual friend, which that kind, that kind of connection happens all the time like, "Oh, we hit it off so you should meet so and so." But like as yeah. soon as we hopped on the phone like yep. the first day, it was the Here same thing. <laughs> and I swear I could have talked to you for hours. And that's why I was like, "Let me get him cuz after the new year, it's been about a month since we touched base." And I was like, "Man, I saw one of your TikToks. I was like, let me hit him up real quick." Yeah. And I sent you the link. I don't even think you said yes. I just saw like my Calendly sent me the automated email being like, Robbie Cornelius has, has booked this episode with the storytelling. Wow. It was like two seconds after you sent it. I, think. I, I just it, happened to open up the email. Shouts out to Joe Ingram too for introducing us because he's an awesome guy, man. I he, love he, Joe. He really is. He puts in a lot of work too. Yeah. The, the, the energy you've already come into this conversation with, I want to pick back up with what we were just talking about before we went live. Talk to me about that showing up with that, passion and that excitement and that energy because we all know and a lot of the people that listen to this show struggle with the things that work against us because that's inevitable right and yeah. it comes in large magnitudes at times yeah but talk to me real quick uh before we start to really learn about your story about your approach like you woke up today yeah what do you say to yourself i'm fired up when i when i realize when i open my eyes and i realize i'm alive i'm like man this is about to be phenomenal we're about to kill it today and then i just jump out of bed so years ago i started doing this uh attitude of gratitude waking up out of the bed and just just being thankful like oh man i'm sleeping on this nice you know mattress uh when I touch the floor, look at this amazing carpet that my feet are touching right now. And I just play, I played this gratitude game and I think I did it for like 30 days straight. And it's just become a habit. Now it's just like an unconscious thing where I'm just happy. I'm genuinely happy to be here. It's like, you know, that's one of those things that's, it, it has become a little cliche and I don't mean that in the negative yeah, version of, of the term. That's a good thing, right? That has yeah. become more popular. But I think a lot of people, like if I were to play devil's advocate and, and be the person kind of trying to poke holes in the theory of gratitude, yeah. um, you know, people don't believe that it works. But there's there's science behind it that, that shows it, that that mindset shift. And if you do it, if you actually do it and don't just kind of talk about it, yeah. you feel you you feel a tangible, like a real yeah. visceral difference. If you stop, you don't just say like, oh, I'm grateful for today. But like you just said, no, yeah. be specific. Yeah. And really stop and think about it just give yourself that 30 seconds for that minute you yep. feel the difference like i use you know my kids a lot and i gotta give this to to, to gary v who a lot of entrepreneurs know and look up to yeah i like a lot gary of, v a lot and, and he had said something about kind of really picturing the worst case scenario with when we're thinking about kids we all know what that what that alludes to what that means for sure and, and it's a more some people think it's a morbid uh approach but when you do when you think about like let's say god forbid this could be my last day with yeah my kid. that's what i think about dude it changes your mind it really does and if you use a similar approach to like hey if this was my last day if it's five o'clock p.m today i checked for out sure. would i be happy with the legacy for, that i left for today sure. and i'm getting chills right now just thinking about it because it is very very true and i also want to give a shout out to uh ryan holiday the daily stoic mm. i carry this uh coin from him that says memento mori which just says remember you will die yeah and for some people that's a heavy thing to think about it's look it's heavy for all of us but the point of that is to look at that and see this wherever i go it's on me to remember that every action that I take, that's that's going to be the result. And so you ask yourself, 
if it were today, would you be happy with with what you with how you spent your time? For sure. And that doesn't always mean hyper producing. That could be spending time with those that you love. That could be whatever it is that you're yep. passionate about that 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 is meaningful to you. But so many of us just go through and don't even ask the question. Don't even ask the question. So when I see the work that you do, you're an entrepreneur. And like yeah. most of us entrepreneurs, we're multi uh, potentialites, we're multi passionates, we're involved in a lot of things. Yeah. So the first question I want to get into to, to with you is, is a question that actually came to me from my family. This is kind of a joke in my family now, my, my mom and my brother, because I've always been similar, right? All over. And at one point, my brother, who's a chef, very clearly, like, that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, we were, it was like Christmas, we were having a conversation. He was like, what is it that you do? And my mom just died because she didn't have an answer and nobody really does. And I didn't really have an answer, to be honest, because yeah. I do a lot of things. So Facts. I say that to say, Robbie, what is it that you do in your own words? <laughs> this is the best question in the world because this is a question that I'll tell you this. One day, so I grew up very humble. Mm -hmm. um, when I say humble, I mean, we were changing school systems every year because we got kicked out of every house every year mm -hmm. because we couldn't afford to pay the rent. So we were go always moving and going to different school districts. And so I knew I didn't want my kids to come up like that. So there was this point where I didn't have anything. I didn't have money. I didn't have money enough to buy like a cheeseburger. Right. Mm -hmm. So long story short, uh, all of a sudden our life started to change for the better. And one day I'm with my two boys. The youngest one was probably six at the time. And he says, dad, what do you do? <laughs> and I said, I build businesses on the internet. I own multiple companies online. And this was many years ago. It wasn't really that popular. And he says, no, but like, where is your business? And I said, uh, it's like in your phone and in the computers. And he was like, take me to it. Right. And so I always use that as like this, this uh, reminder of how I need to get clear about what it is that I do. So when people ask me, they'll, you know, they'll understand. And so there's multiple parts of Robbie. So there's the entrepreneur side that does own multiple companies online, like Southern Web Service, which is a web development and marketing agency, um, Overstock Domain, which is like a GoDaddy. And then uh, my newest edition, which is Web Asset Group, teaching people how to master their minds and make money online. That's what my personal brand is built off of, helping people understand that they have more control over the quality of their life experience than they previously believed they do. Mm. So my whole my whole thing now to life, my tagline to my whole life is I help you master your mind and make money online. Those are my two things. I love that. That's and it's very simple, it's easy to remember, but I love the clarity that you have on it. This is something that a lot of people when they're trying to establish their personal brand struggle with. Yeah. And I love that you landed on two because that's kind of I help people I help people in a similar way, and I think we might fight for the same kind of people. And I think it is because we both come from, you know, southern states. Yes, grew up, you know, grew up in in similar ways and are fighting for the same people, right? For yes. me, I've always felt like I fight for underdogs, for people who are telling themselves a story that might not be true. 
100 right? so i love that but you said this these, these two things say it again for me the, the the two things that you do i help people master their minds and make money online <laughs> that's it and I got to give, I got to give a shout out. My best friend Kate Troyer, Catherine Troyer, Feng Shui Kate, she helped me get clear about that because I'm the guy that people always come to about clarity for their brands and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I was missing the mark on my own brand, and I asked her one day, "When you think of me and my brand, what do you think about?" Because I I could go down any level. I can talk about meditation. I can talk about and you, right. And and she was she told me that she says, when I think of you, I think that you are a mental stylist that helps people discover their passionate lifestyle. I was like, whoa, I love that. And I'm like, I need to I need to coin it. So that's how I and I used to rap. So I needed to make it rhyme. Right. Master your mind, make money online. So that's how that's how I came up with that. Well, the way I. explain it to people is it's like the because people are often lost in the sauce and especially when you have a lot of interest right yes because you do like meditation and and yes i'm getting ahead of myself i like the two because the way the the metaphor that i use is like these are the two pillars yes right the two columns upon which your personal brand sits atop right so like you have to have those two things and what happens is either people don't know what those things are so they're not clear pillars right or they they have way too many of them and they're they're not like structured so they're just kind of all over the place yeah then once you establish what those core pillars are you can bring in the other things that make you you that make you interesting but if you don't have that clarity so that's what's so uh exciting to me to talk to you about and especially for my listeners because you do such a good job of it because you do you do make tiktoks about meditation yeah but within that same realm that you've established yes absolutely absolutely that was my thing i'm like i don't i don't want to be seen as like all over the place but i do this is my lifestyle right i I make money online I, i master my mind and man it was just a perfect match yeah, and then and then you also you don't you know you always hear about niching down right finding your, yeah. your, your 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 niche audience but it's like what what's cool about when you when you niche down like that understanding what you do differently than anyone else yes then it actually goes back up because the way you put it your two pillars doesn't mean it's only this type of person lots of people are gonna i mean people all over the place are gonna want to master their mind whatever their goals are their passions 100 percent, and also want to make money online 100 (laughs) percent. like the pandemic taught us that right we needed to do both during the pandemic when we were you know locked in our homes you know people were i lost my hair before the pandemic fyi (laughs) that was already gone So we needed to we needed to learn how to do that. And so, um, yeah, people people are more complex than some marketers want to believe they are like with the whole niching down thing. And I think sometimes it's okay to like super focus and niche down. But for me, I just need to be able to have a message that can be picked up by the right person at the right time. Definitely. there's a paradigm shift, a cultural shift happening now. The pandemic might have expedited it mm. where we're we're not building everything around this specialist 
uh, mentality anymore. I had a, a guest on, it was like episode 122, a few episodes back, uh, Jake McNeil, who he's, you should follow him on TikTok. He, he Jake speaks, McNeil? Yeah, he okay. speaks to multi-potentialites. And it's a, it's about being a generalist and kind of exactly what we're just talking about right now. Yeah. His, his background was in the, the music industry for like two or three decades. And he helped musicians find basically what I call their unique intersections because they all had different passions too. And all the greats made some combination of those passions instead of what we've been doing basically since the Industrial Revolution, which is like, I am, you know, he talked about a cobbler. Back in the day, building a shoe would build the whole shoe. But now you just have the person who builds the 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 uh, sole in an assembly line. You have the people who do the strings, and it's all a separate process because that was straight up like factory working stuff. Yeah, we exactly. don't live in that world anymore. We don't no, live in that economy anymore. But no. we are still so rigid, and and most of the world still wants us to, as you said, yeah, wedge into this one little box. One hundred percent. I get I get that all the time on so many different levels, especially online. Um a lot of people like to tell me how I should think and feel as a, <laughs> as a black person. And I'm like, <laughs> like, no, I'm an, indi- I'm an individual. Let's start there. And then we can talk. But, you know, so I, yeah, I've always been like this philosophical rebel where I didn't want people telling me what to do. I didn't want people telling me what to think. Mm-hmm. I didn't want people telling me who to be, you know, I wanted to be myself. So, you know, when I thought about your podcast, you know, the storytelling lab, I'm like, when Joe Ingram told me about you, I went and checked you out on um, TikTok and I'm like, this is what it's about. Yeah. The, the this whole, is phenomenal. The whole point. I just look, I just noticed something. It looks like this is my Iron Man's what? slung. No. <laughs> We're live, Robbie. We are live. (laughs) Like, whoa. Oh my God. Uh, the, so the whole the whole point of us understanding how to use stories and how to sh- and why to share our stories is this is how we connect as humans. This is why I yes. tell people it's not a marketing tool. I mean, it's yes. it's kind of a marketing buzzword right now, but it's about connecting as people, doing what we want to do with those connections. But but, but the way we do that is through communication. Yes. So and when we do that, we can help show others our path. This is why I wanted you on so so much because people can listen to you and it can help guide them on their path. For sure. So I've been talking a lot lately and I had an episode, the the last episode we came out with was, was all about mentors. And in Mm. this story, in any classic story, there's the point where a mentor or a guru or a guide comes along and helps the hero along their journey. And often that, 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 that mentor sacrifices himself. You see that a lot, like Obi-Wan died in Star yeah. Wars so that Luke could become the Jedi. 100%. Uh, um, so my question is to you, uh, just because I've been so interested in this concept lately, like who were some of, along your journey, you've kind of told us the beginning of where you started from these humble beginnings. Yeah. Who are some of the people or even just one person that really helped take you to that next level by opening their story up to you? Um, in, in the physical, so I have multiple mentors. I had to have, I had to have philosophical mentors in the beginning, mm-hmm. like, uh, Bob Proctor and things of that nature. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, um, Amazing. Dr. Joe Vitale, Dr. 
Joe Dispenza, people like that, that I didn't have access to in my physical reality. Of course, those people played a tremendous role in my life. But there's one person in my physical life in the beginning that was, a, I, you know, I perceived him to be like my best friend at the time, but he ended up becoming more like a mentor. And that's a guy named Bobby D. Mm-hmm. When I met him, he basically gave me the space to be my real self. Oh, that's huge. And he didn't treat me like I was different than him because we had different skin colors. He uh, he taught he taught me that it was okay to be my real weird self, mm-hmm. and that it was okay to think outside the box, and that it was okay for me to just be me, to be free. And he was already. He was already a multimillionaire when I met him. We met through mutual friends. We connected instantly. I got in. A, he came to pick me up from a place that I was staying in at the time because we were supposed to go out. And immediately when I got in his vehicle, we connected immediately, just start talking. Like two days later, I had the key to his house. Dang. And he says to me, I'm going to the Bahamas. Will you watch the house for me? And I'm like, this is weird, but yeah. So when he went to the Bahamas, my sole purpose was to make the house look better than it did when he left. So when he came back from the Bahamas, the house was clean from head to toe. I think I even probably even mowed the lawn for him. And I was just, cause I looked around him and I seen that he had a lot of people around him, but he didn't have any really good friends. It just was a bunch of people that I thought was using it. So I wanted to be a good friend to him because I, I just loved his brain. Like I fall in love with people's brains. I know that's a weird thing, no, but I, 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 I loved his brain. He thought differently than anybody else I had ever met up, up until that point. He reminded me so much of who I would have been if I had the courage to be my real self. And so I said that I was just going to focus on being his best friend and, uh, you know, add value to his life. I never asked him for a dime. And in return, he was so grateful of my friendship that I just ended up hanging around him all the time. And I just ended up learning how to become a millionaire just by shadowing him. I was I was around him all the time. And to the point it got to the point where he even asked me to run his entire company. It took me from, you know, just a guy that had nothing to saying, you know, first of all, I want you to market for the company because you're excellent on the Internet. And then once I did a great job at marketing the company, he asked me to help him run the whole company. And that's what I did. So I give him a lot of credit. I don't talk to him much today. He's, you know, we're both, everybody's off doing their own thing, Sure. but he is uh, definitely, if I look back, if I wouldn't have met him, I don't know where I would be. Definitely. So Bobby D, if you listen to this, you're the man. Love it. Love it. Bobby D. Bobby D. (laughs) You look at, you kind of look like Bobby D, by the way. Must be a handsome fella. Yeah, man. I mean, you guys look Charming. just. A, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is also awesome. Um, no, I appreciate you sharing that story. It really it touched me because often when we get caught up uh, in our passions, our pursuits, our ambitions, we yes. neglect those relationships. And oh, I, I mean, I'll bring this into the frame. This is—I don't have it up yet. This is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Ooh. which 
number uh, three, after like your physiological needs, like, you know, to, to, to live, let me move this the right way. And your yeah. safety needs comes love and belonging, your connections, your relationships. So I ain't the first person to suggest that. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships are very, yeah. very yeah. powerful. And, I've become and, very intentional about my relationships these days. Yes. 100%. Very intentional. Like hundred percent. I cut off, I cut off a lot of people, places and things that I felt like wasn't serving the new version of myself. That's a big moment when you have that realization and it's not easy no. to love those people. Yeah. Right. Sure. If they're, especially if they're part of your story when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. And in your formative years, like that's, that, that's a big thing. And I've, I, I've had that experience in my, in my life too. Um, and then when you, there's a kind of new hurdle is not the right word, but when you kind of go public, and start putting yourself out there. Some of them find you, and they and they come back in some capacity, and they want to be supportive. But there's a there's a pull, a potential pull back, you know, down to to that. Yeah. Um. And you played and a certain character when. Yeah, you played a certain character when you were. were... Dude, that a hundred percent. And I'll have people that come back to me, and they'll say something. Um, like a joke or a one-liner expecting a reaction from me. And it was like something that I had said when I was like 19 <laughs> that I used to say all the time and get a laugh. And I, I, I'm like, I don't even know what they're referring to. And then maybe, maybe it will take me a while and I remember it vaguely, but like, they'll come back and say like, so it's or like something, something right. And I'm like, what? And it's because it's the joke yeah. that I used to tell all the time to him when I was 18 and 19. And I'm like, Oh bro. That was decades ago. That's not even me anymore. Not even me, but also just like, are you still there? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying. I have respectfully. people respectfully, right? It's like when I go, I go back home sometimes, and uh, which I try not to see too many people when I'm there. But sometimes I run into people, and they're talking about things that I'm like, I don't even know what you're you talking. You can't about. even relate. And yeah, like, at the same. And then yeah. on the flip side of that, I still fight for those people. And that's why for I try sure. to create the work for that I sure. try to create to hit those people. Because those people don't just exist in my hometown. They're all over the place. They're all over the place. And Absolutely. so this is, this is why I've bonded with you very quickly, because I think our missions are very similar for, for yes. those who try to help. But you have to be careful. It's the, it's the, I don't want to make it sound like they are drowning, but some of them might be. But it's that same thing where it's just like if you are getting too close to the victim you will get pulled down too. And it's instead the same of thing if you separate yourself and throw the lifeline, that's a lot safer for everybody than like, I'm just going to go pick you up and carry you to the shore. I try to tell rappers that, you know, uh, I used to be a rapper and I know the trap, I know the trap that the trap can trap people in. Cause you Man, know, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Now I was going to say, cause you know, a lot of rappers get caught up in, wanting to support their community but they get so close to it that they get sucked back in and yeah. then somebody that's not doing as well as they are sees them there all the time and they get jealous and you know mm -hmm. you know we see that story happening all over and over again and it's, so uh sorry to interrupt you just no, you literally just saw a video yesterday of uh 50 talking about lloyd banks and was I like love 50 man 
yeah, he's one of those that says this thing. Jay Z. There's there's lots of other rappers that say similar things uh, about where you know where they come from, the people that they that they come from. But he was talking about Lloyd Banks in this interview and how when Instagram was coming up, he was telling Lloyd like, "Yo, you got to get on it." He's like, "You're kind of," uh, he said, "You're kind of a little weird socially." So this is a way that you can just put a punchline on a picture and like grow your audience. And Lloyd Banks was like, "Nah, man, that's just corny." Yeah, and. and 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 fifth, you saw his eyes because he wasn't like mad at him, but he was like disappointed. And and when he was retelling the story, he was like, and that's when I I kind of knew I just had to like leave him, cut him off, right? yeah, because like he wouldn't even try. He's talking about it's corny. And fifty, who's always been a visionary, was like, trust me, try this is going to help you. And he's like, nah. And it's like, okay, man, I love that, you, brother, but I gotta go. I, gotta so go. one, I'm one of these people where. Um, if I know something that can help you, if I've tried something that helped me, I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Like, if you're my friend, I have to tell you. So 2014 or 15, I started making some really good money. Um, I was just selling products on Amazon back then. And the first thing I did when I really started getting some really good results, I picked up the phone and I called every single person that I was either friends with or that was like close family. And I told them exactly what to do if they wanted to change their life financially. I even had a free freaking webinar at my at my friend's mansion. And I, I invited all my family and friends out there. And I'm like, listen, it's free. It's not even going to cost you anything. I'm not even telling you. I'm not even trying to get you to sign up for anything. I just want everybody to be successful because this has changed my life. I literally just went from not having a vehicle to now I just purchased my first BMW I'm making X amount of dollars a month and I just want to share it with you guys. So I had like maybe eight friends out of the, all the people I knew back then, which were a lot of people, eight friends showed up and I basically just pulled up a screen and showed them the entire formula. I'm like, here, if you do this, 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 and this, you won't have to work for anybody anymore. This was 2014, 15, maybe. And out of all the people that I told the guy that we were in his mansion, he listened he did it. <laughs> yeah. He did it. He did it. And he got, he became ultra successful with it. But everybody else that I told, I followed up with them later on. And, hey, did you try it? Uh, I tried it one time. It didn't really work. And or we did this and it didn't really go. And that's when I knew I had to. Unfortunately, I had to cut ties with those people because I didn't want that mentality to sit sit on me anymore. But I always had a lifeline out there. If they ever called, I would answer mm-hmm. the phone. I would give them advice. But if you're not moving forward, I just ha- I just can't be around anybody that's like not evolving yeah. in my mind. You know, in my mind, yeah. if you're if you, if I think you can do way better than you're doing and you just won't try or you tried once and failed and you gave up. I, I just don't have I don't have I have empathy for you, but I don't have sympathy for you mm-hmm. because you well gave said. up. Well said. You didn't have to give up. Mm hmm. Now, at some point, you started, you know, talking about the 50 and, and, and Lloyd Banks uh, story made me realize that at some, at some point, it may have been going on then in 14 and 15, but you really started to take the content creation part of your business more seriously. Yes. Talk to me about, like, when when that moment happened, when that began, when you're like, you know what, if I go all in on this, because yeah. your output is phenomenal, and you. You, and you show people... You show people these clear roadmaps, just like that webinar that you talked yeah. about. I mean, you give them the thing. You, I love just what you do yeah. uh, because it's not like 
vague and up here in theory. It's like, yo, this is how I did it. One, two, three, four, five. 100 And you put it out there. So when did that content creation part of your journey start? 2011, I had a spiritual awakening, walked away from rap and got the support. I, you know, Bobby D had gave given me some money to invest in my rap career at the time. And I called him like a couple days later, like, man, I'm just not feeling the rap stuff. Um, you know, it's not me anymore. Like I'm a, I'm a totally different person. And so I had these spiritual awakenings through meditation. You know, I would focus on like forgiveness. I had a lot of trauma I needed to heal from my father in the past. Hmm. And one day I'm sitting in meditation and I'm just, you know, I got my eyes closed and I'm repeating, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. Not to anyone specifically, but to the emotions that I feel. And as I'm focusing on these emotions, all of a sudden my father's face comes up. Now, my father died when I was 16 on his birthday. Hmm. And the last words to my father were not pleasant words because we were at odds with each other. So from 16 to 27, I still held a grudge against my father. I didn't really know that, that it was still affecting me until I started meditating. And I just focused on these um, emotions and I just kept repeating, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. Well, all of a sudden my father's face comes up in my mind and I just start focusing on my father's face. I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. Then all of a sudden, just bam, the weight of the world just felt like it lifted off my shoulder. I started crying like uncontrollably but laughing at the same time. It was the weirdest thing ever. So I had this big spiritual aha moment about emotions and the power of our thoughts and things of that nature. I called my mom, who was abused by my father for for a very long time. I said, mom, you have to forgive dad. You have to forgive him. Like he's dead. Like we have to, she's like, where is this coming from? I'm like, listen, you have to forgive him because you're going to set yourself free. When I hung up the phone with her, I downloaded this um, podcast called Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R at the time. And I just held my phone in my hand and started speaking into the microphone. And I said I was going to document all of my insights and my realizations and just make them publicly available so that if there's anybody else out there like me, that has some of these same thoughts, they'll know that they're not alone. Cause right now I feel alone. I feel like I've had these big spiritual awakenings and I have really nobody to share it with that can relate. And so I just started recording this podcast and putting out there. I think at the time the podcast was called in soul radio and I never stopped. I made an agreement with life. I call it my contract or my renegotiation with life. I made a new agreement with life that if my life changed for the better forever from that point on, I would live every single day saying something to someone that I believed could improve the quality of their life experience. And that's where the content comes from. So it started off as like nobody was listening to the podcast. And then we got five listens. And then the next part, you know, the next episode, 10 listens. And then uh, fast forward, that was way back 2011. Fast forward to 2019 a friend of mine we were just talking about tiktok and um he he walked into the office one day we were doing a podcast he said hey did you ever do anything with tiktok and i said i have the app but i haven't downloaded i mean i haven't uploaded it to it uploaded to it and he says well i went viral yesterday and i was like what do you mean by viral and he says um 
I posted a video last night and it's got 50,000 views or something like that. And I'm like, what? Let me see the video. And it was a basic video of him just talking about he had just recently gone through a divorce. And he was just talking about being single again. When I saw that video had that many views on it, I'm like, I'm about to get on here and say something or do something. So the first thing I did was I danced because when you download TikTok, that's right, all you right, did right, was right, like right. saw you saw dances. So Musically. <laughs> yeah, so and I can't dance. That's the that's the bad thing about this rain. I don't know how to dance. And so my kids are looking at me like, you're about to make a fool of yourself right now. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we're going to see. So I just danced and played around. And then I thought, I'm like, why am I doing that when I could just do the same thing that I always do, which is try to inspire people and show people how to make some money. So what I did, this is this is life changing. So my first TikTok account, I deleted all the dancing videos and I recorded a video on how to resell domain names. And I just had the video up. I'm like, here's how you resell a domain name. You go to a platform like overstockdomain.com. And I just said overstockdomain.com because I own the company. But you could have went to GoDaddy. But I said, you go to overstockdomain.com. You search for a high-searched domain name. And then you go to, um, you see how much, you know, how much how many searches it's getting. You go to afternick.com, which is owned by GoDaddy. And you list that, go, you list that domain name for sale. And you park it while it's selling. And when it's parked, it's going to like uh, after Nick is going to put ads on that domain name. And every time somebody clicks on one of those ads, you're going to get paid. And so I just basically just show people how to take a simple concept, like buy a domain name, resell it. And I logged into our overstock domain account probably 24 hours later. And our sales did like this. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? I go on TikTok and the video had gone viral. And because I mentioned my company in the video, everybody went there to buy the domain name versus going to uh, GoDaddy to buy it or any other platform. And so, we, which we are a GoDaddy reseller. So within like two or three days, we get an email from GoDaddy like, hey, we need to jump on a call because <laughs> you just became the top, one of the top 25 GoDaddy resellers in the world in like a couple days. And they asked me how I did it. And I had to get this whole presentation on like, I just got on TikTok and recorded a video. So from that point, I'm like, oh, I'm going to build something on my personal brand. And that's when I created the Robbie Cornelius page and just started expressing myself. And the the rest is history. I mean, it's a long journey. No, but it sums up everything about what we talk about here on, on the show, uh, you know, about sharing your story and just being open like that, but tying it with a call to action. And while yeah. simple and not forceful, yes, you saying, here's what you do. You go to bed. That's the call to action for that video. And they all took it, right? They all took it. And you weren't selling. And this is what I talk to people all the time. You just told a story. That's you, it. They were helping them. They could have done their own research and gone, gone to other places. Yeah. But you didn't say, 
go, go you know, by here. It wasn't a commercial, is the point. Right? Exactly. And commercials are works. not working today. No, as they that, used to. And that's why it works. One of my friends in the storytelling space is like, you know, selling is is pushy, and storytelling pulls them in. Yes, right. You yes. just you told a story about you know a success that you had, and this is the path that you took, and that was it. And you and and they followed it. So that's that's just perfect. Now I think a lot of the or a very common limiting belief people have when it comes to uh, creating and telling their stories on social media is, uh, and it might not even be a limiting belief. It's a real hurdle to get over is, is we, we know most people know consistency is really what's best for the, for the algorithm, not necessarily frequency, a little bit of that, but, but I think now most people are understanding it's consistency. However, that's still challenging when people have, especially if they're solopreneurs, they have so many other things to do. I think that's something that you do very well. So what's, let's get tactical really quickly. Yes. What is your approach day to day to kind of, uh, you know, keep that momentum and keep that consistency going? So, if you look at the specifically on TikTok, if you look at the average TikTok expert, they're going to talk about, you know, the opening hooks and the making your videos choppy and having the trending sounds and, right. you know, slicing pra- and editing best practices. They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best practices, the ha- right hashtags mm. for me, I'm not built like that. And for me, I'm just all about documentation. So there's two um, steps to my content creation. If I'm at my desk and I'm working online or, you know, talking to my team, or if I'm in a zoom meeting and I have a thought or realization, I just hit record on my camera real quick and it saves to my computer. So I have a whole drive of nothing but short form videos that I just like sporadically record throughout the day. And by the end of the day, and without even really thinking about it, like, oh, that was a thought. Did you know that such and such, such and such happened? In the, the, and I just record the video, saves to, com- to the computer. And then I have this other software called repurpose.io. I take the content from my drive, drag it over to my, from my computer, and I drag it over to my Google Drive. Mm-hmm. which is tied into my repurpose.io software and it sends it to all the other social media platforms. So just a simple um, two, three step process. And then if I'm out and about, I got this baby right here, which is the Insta 360 go. No, the Insta 360 X three. This is my documentation camera. Why do you use that one? Because I can, have you ever seen the videos when I'm riding in my, one of the cars or something like that? Yeah, actually I have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the camera that I'm using when I'm in the car. So I don't have to worry about touching it. Um, it, cause it captures everything all around me 360 Mm -hmm. and I can go back in later on and re-edit the video in two seconds. Also, I love hiking. I hike almost every day. And one day I was hiking, I had my phone with me and my son looks at me and he says, dad, are you actually going to be here with us this time? Or are you going to be in your camera, your phone? And that bothered me because I wanted to be present. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to find a solution. And one day on Instagram, this ad ran for Insta360. And I said, this could be a solution. This camera, I can be out with my kids 
this camera keeps me in the present moment. I hit record. I don't even think about it anymore. It's just with me recording everything. So I don't have to worry about getting the right frame. Yeah. Where do or, you hold, where do you hold it? Or how do you hold it rather? Um, well, it's not with me. So it comes with an invisible, what they call an invisible selfie stick. It's just yeah. a selfie stick. And the software in the camera edits the selfie stick out of the frame. So it looks like you got a drone following you everywhere. And you're just walking with the stick in your hand. I'm walking with the stick in my hand. But you're not having to look at it, touch it, and disengage. At all. I use the selfie, I use the stick as a walking stick. Huh. And so it, it it's that natural. Like it's just in my hand as like a walking stick and it's just Oh, recording. and at the top, like where the, the handle is, is where the camera is. Exactly. And it goes that long, like it you can hit oh, the ground. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My God, yeah, you're yeah. blowing my mind. And it's and I can if I want to get different angles, I just hold the stick out to the side this way while I'm. And, and that doesn't create the same issue for your kids. No, because like I'm not even paying it. They don't even know it's going half of the time because I'm so in the moment. I'm, I'm like if I have my phone, let's just imagine if this remote was my phone, um, then I would be like, you know, in my phone T trying totally. to make sure. Totally. Trying to get the right image Bro, and let me let me hop in right here if you don't mind, uh, Rob. Yeah. This I want everybody listening and watching in the future uh, to understand that what just happened right now is exactly what we talk about here on the Storytelling Lab. Uh, first of all, I'm sold because I because <laughs> I I and many others like us have yeah. the same issue. How many times have I had a conversation with my wife about being, you know, being present or whatever? Present, However, yeah. I'm also very conscious because of what I do for a living of documentation of the yes. things that I do. I'm building a new startup right now. We're trying to document everything. Uh, sometimes life lessons and these gems pop into your head when you're on the hike exactly. or whatever. So you, again, just like with the, uh, just like with the, um, the website, the first TikTok that went viral, you just told me a story about it. You didn't Absolutely. sell it. You didn't even suggest I go buy it. Exactly. But I'm all in because you're describing all these pain points that I also experience. You're showing me in the story organically the solutions to those pain points. That's and it. And I can't resist. Like, I'm going <laughs> to message you after this and be like, send me that link. Send me that link right now. Uh, my marriage depends on it. Um, <laughs> same, same. <laughs> no, but I just wanted to pause and say because, like, and, and maybe you're clever enough where you might have done that intentionally, but I no. think that you were just being organic. And I, I just, just had to point out it. that this is what just happened <laughs> is what I've talked about for 123 or four or five episodes now yeah. of this show is how to communicate and connect with people, and it's through that. And I will also say, and then I'll shut up. What you just did is how we did it since the beginning of humanity. If yes. I bumped into you, I tell this in my speeches a lot. If you and I bumped into each other 10,000 years ago in the middle of the woods, right? We're both cavemen. And first of all, we had to figure out if we were going to you know, hurt each other or not. But if you were like, yo, man, I just went down there to the stream. There's salmon swimming all over the place, right? I mean, and I'm starving because it's been two or three days since I've eaten. Th then I believe you. I trust you. I'm going to yeah. go do that. That's how we, we communicated. Right? Absolutely. We told stories to each other. And then it was for survival. For now, it's a different type of survival. That's Achieving it. our dreams, right? And and, and our aspirations. But uh, that, that was exactly it. So I just had to make sure the people heard that again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's our hands down. Like everybody that, so... People, this is when I knew I was on to something. When we went hiking one day and I was, I remembered the entire trip. 
I remembered everything. I remembered, I mean, I could even tell you the color of the leaves and the and the smell that was in the air and the weird little gesture my son made when he thought a snake was on the ground that happened to be like this long earth. Like I remember all of that. And I'm like, man, we've been on hundreds of hikes and I haven't remembered any of that in the beginning. Definitely. Like unless I went back and looked at the footage, you know. So this camera takes me out of my screen and puts me back into my present reality. It's it's phenomenal. There's a I'm going to give you uh, a tip that came from looking up the episode, episode 121. So also just a few ago with a storyteller, competitive storyteller named Matthew Dix. He's one of like the national, like national champions in like in storytelling. Um, And he has this exercise that he calls homework for life. And I do it every day. And it's simply one at a minimum, but you can, there's no limit to how many you can write one, just small story from your day. At the end of the day, just put the date as an Excel spreadsheet. You put the date on one column and the story from uh, on the other one. And um, it doesn't, it's not like journaling necessarily or, or like a gratitude journal. You're talking about what you're grateful for. It's just a beginning, middle and end, something that happened. Mm. It could be, you know, whatever. I had a call with Robbie today. You know, he booked it immediately. I had him on the show. It was awesome. Whatever, whatever the story might be. Now, the thing on the surface that he sells that it helps you do is become better at at recognizing opportunities for stories That's right. to tell them, right? So you're working that muscle of storytelling. So one of them out of last week might be when we're in a conversation might be good to drop in the storytelling lab or when you're in an elevator pitch or whatever, whatever. But the real uh, value of the practice is what you just said, which is remembering these little small, seemingly insignificant moments that mm-hmm. actually have power in your day that you would have otherwise 100% have forgotten. 100%. And so it's called homework for life and not, recognize the opportunity to tell stories because that's the real value is like, and I do it and I see it so I can look back April 17th. Oh, I remember when my daughter did that silly little yeah. thing sliding across the floor that I laughed so hard about, Absolutely. but I would have forgotten. So I, I, I wanted to bring attention to that too, because you're, this is your way of doing that. And it's, it's so important for us to remember those little stories. We get caught up in the big story so often, but it's the little ones that make us who we are. Absolutely. Scene by scene is how a movie is put together. You said it, brother. You they don't just it. shoot the whole thing. I used to think that way, but you know, <laughs> like they just shoot the whole thing. But no, they just in this scene we're doing this, and this scene we're doing this. Now, uh, real quick, for just a little bit of clarification, you said the first way you you besides the camera that we've been talking about the past five minutes, uh, you said if you just have a thought when you're working, you record yeah. it and it goes into your computer. Is that like on your webcam or is that on your phone? On the webcam, on the yeah, because it. so it. it'll save directly to the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And so from there, I just either leave it there or drag it over to like Google Drive that's attached to Repurpose.io, and that software sends it to all the social medias. I think that's huge. And also, you weren't the only one, but I think it was after we talked about it, uh, maybe on TikTok. I also just signed up for Repurpose.io and have been using it since since January. So I appreciate yes. that as well. Awesome, awesome. Um, so uh, we've got just a few minutes left. Uh, probably final final question. Uh, what? So where are you at now? Like, what are you working on? What are you? What are your hopes? You know, for this year and even beyond. But I know that you're constantly building and growing as we've talked about evolving was the word that you used. So what's the next stage of evolution for Robbie? So I'm in the, that's a great question because I'm in the new phase of Robbie. This is this, you're watching the emergence of new Robbie. I love that. 
100% better than 2022 Robbie, and that guy was pretty awesome as well. But I'm doing new things that I've never done before. Uh, I was telling you earlier, I just got through filming a couple of commercials. One was with um, uh, Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis for his new company, um, doing some more filming for commercials. So it's just like I'm, I'm just I'm working out and people are calling me. It's just the craziest thing. And I'm building a web asset group, which is my online community where I just show people the ropes of here's how you master your mind. Here's how you make money online. So I'm growing that exponentially and just taking my personal brand to a whole nother level. It, that's is, my that's my intentions for 2023. Is web asset group like a, a subscription based like monthly community or what does that actually look like? You can you can access the community and consume all of the content for free. Oh. And uh, so there are tiers to it. Like the only sure. time, the only thing that I uh, charge people for is when I have to show up in real person, yeah. because that's taken away from my my businesses. It's taken away from my family. So we do have a group coaching program every Monday, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A mastermind group every Thursday at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then I do a little one-on-one coaching. Uh, other than that, everything on the platform is free. We got entire courses on there for free. Like we have a course on there for launch cart that shows you how to build your own e-commerce platform from beginning to end. And I recorded it myself. So I'm literally sitting there on the camera like, hey, do this step one mm-hmm. in the next video. I'm going to show you how to do this. So I'm passionate about it. It's just me documenting what I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Case in point for anybody that has a hard time creating content. I'm on my computer anyway. So what I'll do is I had this thought one day. I'm like, hold up. I'm already on my computer. Why don't I just hit my screen record and just kind of talk to the microphone and just illustrate what I'm doing. And then that's my content. And people love that content too, (laughs) because it's actionable, right? It's not just again, like you're up here, this high level theory. It's like, no boots on the ground tactics. Like this is what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people love it. I get a lot of messages about that. Like, man, thank you for that video. Or they can message me there. So it's our own. um, We we have our own social community. It's like a Facebook, but just for people that want to learn to master their minds and make money online. Okay, so my marching orders, folks, are I got to figure out the uh, this camera and the web asset group. What else am I supposed to get after this conversation, Robbie? Because <laughs> I'm taking uh, notes over here too, folks. Documentation, like, are you familiar? I forget his name, but there's a food critic that just started going viral on TikTok. Oh, um, uh, the black dude with the, the with I think the he dreads. dreads. Uh, Keith, 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 he just came Keith. to North Carolina. He, I saw him posting about North Carolina this so week. He's amazing. He, he's amazing, and everyone should look to him to see how simple content creation can be. He's sitting there in his daughter's high chair, I think. Well, that's the best part when he leaves and it's the Paw Patrol Exactly. Chair. Like, <laughs> you, it doesn't, you don't have to have the perfect camera. You don't have to have the perfect microphone. You don't have to have, all you need is, like you say all the time, a great compassionate story mm-hmm. that moves people. Mm-hmm. You just put your real authentic self out there. Let me hop in with the authentic self there because one of the things he made a video about this recently, he talks very like, this week I went to Waffle House, I spent $37, let's rate it one through 10, right? It's it's kind of like socially awkward a little bit, but he wrote about that because so many people 
um, commented on it. Like he kind of talks a little bit weird, and he yeah. made a video about it and says, "I speak like that because I have to speak very like slowly because I have social anxiety." Yeah. And what I help people with a lot is this concept of flipping the script on those like limiting beliefs. How many people do you think are scared to put themselves out on camera because they have social anxiety and they don't feel comfortable? Exactly. So one, he leans into that and just says, "I'm gonna do it like me, even though it sounds like nobody else in the world." And then 100%. guess what happens? It sounds like nobody else in the world. Nobody. So Keith else. has a brand now that you can't hear that voice without knowing exactly who it is exactly and and it was one of those things that would traditionally have been considered a flaw right yeah you talk weird you can't be on camera that's what happened when we had these gatekeepers yep saying like no more gatekeepers right now not only can you do it despite those flaws but if you lean into them the right way they can become, you know, your superpower. 100%. Such a good example of that. And there's 100%. countless versions of that. But I'm so glad you dropped him because uh, he's he's incredible. And the he lives is. that he are changing, yes. that he is changing, is just like, it's so profound. I, I, I love that dude. Shout out to Keith for sure. Look, look at Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is kind of socially awkward, right? But yeah, he, totally. le- he leans into it. And and that's what it's about with me. I tell like people told me in the beginning, don't tell anybody you dropped out in the ninth grade. I'm like, I'm going to lean into that because that's what makes me dude. me. Right. And th- dude, we could talk for so long. There are other people that have dropped out early that are telling themselves that they can't do it. Uh, yeah. Not only is it okay for you to share that story, you should share that story. You because should share it. When, if I drop out, I'm telling myself and everybody else is probably telling me that I ain't never going to be Never going right? to be nothing. And then I see you like, wait, he did it. And he's telling me how he did it. Yes. Maybe I might want to walk behind him. Yeah. I mean, the, the reality is there are people that are going to drop out of school or there are people that are going to have social anxiety. There are people that are going to be born black or born tall or born short. Like we can't help that. Uh, But what we can do is we can lean into what we have and work with it and just work with just, just uh, the funny thing happens when you accept your perceived flaw, the world does. Isn't that weird? Dude. Yes. Beautiful. I mean, and it's so it's the craziest thing. Look at Fetty. You know who Fetty Wap is? Yeah, absolutely. He has one eye. Right. And became the biggest rapper in the world at one point. What if what if he would have listened to people and said, man, you can't, you got one eye, you can't. And also, so that's a great example too, because he's got a very unique voice, right? Yes. And he matches that with his unique look. And that's nobody, like, Nobody else can be that. There is only Nobody one else. Fetty Wap in the whole world, and if he tried to be someone else, it wouldn't For have sure. happened. And that happens all too often where we try to emulate somebody instead yes. of just using their path as a guide. See, that's what the difference in the mentor and the hero is. The ment- the, the hero doesn't do it exactly the way the mentor does, right? Obi-Wan's path was a lot different than Luke Skywalker's. It's 100%. supposed to be better. It's supposed to be different, right? Yes. And, th- and so when we watch those people we look up to, Mr. Beast, Keith, uh, whomever that's performing at a level that we want to, it's, we don't have to do it exactly the same. Oh. We find our path, but we definitely can glean wisdom from their stories. Absolutely. One, one, it's like, you know, cooking your favorite dish. You know, you go to the rest, you go to the grocery store and you find different ingredients that are made by other people. Mm-hmm. 
you bring it back and you put it together in your way and now you serve your you, unique version. Right. And when you find that thing that makes it yours, that certain spice that you use that other people don't, now you're cooking with gas, as we there say here you in the go. South. <laughs> there you go. Like this podcast, this is one of the favorite podcasts I've ever been on. You know, like that's, it's that's it's it, it's a pla- it's a, you create a space for people to tell their stories. I mean, wow. That's what I'm here to do, baby. Uh that's it for today's show. I appreciate you being on here. I have a lunch date with my wife. Enjoy it. Uh, Enjoy dude, it. Thank you so much, man. I swear I could talk to you for hours and we're going to do it again. Let's do um, it. But it's it, honestly a pleasure. And I know the people are going to benefit from it. I, legitimately, I'm not saying it just to like gas you up as my guest. I have benefited from it. And I absolutely am going to go look up that camera. I'll email you too. All right. Uh, sounds and, good. Uh, about it. But um, yeah, I, I'm interested in all that you have to offer, my friend. Let me know if you need help with it when you get it. Just uh, I'm, I'm here for it. So just reach out. I appreciate you, brother. Have a great all day. Right. You too. Bye. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We'd love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a story coaching and consulting company that builds online education, in-person and virtual training, and digital products that help businesses master storytelling to find their ideal customers and market to them effectively. You can learn more at sixsecondstories.com and purchase the book Six Second Stories at Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or rainbennett.com slash sixsecondstories. 